This is a Life School Podcast, episode number 203. Have you lost some of the romance in your marriage, needing to maybe turn up the fire a little bit lately? Today, we'll teach you seven ways to romance your wife on Valentine's Day and every day. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, it's good to be with you. As always, Heath, I always. love doing this with you, man. It it's, is fun, isn't it? It's super fun, and I love the feedback that we get on our Facebook group, and that's growing and growing. We're yeah. going to talk to people more and more, so the whole thing is just fun. It seriously is a labor of love. You know I was thinking it feels about- like, sorry oh. to interrupt, but uh, it feels like you've written books, I've written a book, I did an album, you've done albums. And it's like a late, you know, you got this, a lot of effort goes into it. And then you actually are holding the thing in your hands and you're like, oh, this feels good. It's worth it completely. And, and uh, it's out like nearly immediately. Within yeah. A week, and we get to do it with this show. <laughs> you write that script and it's a lot, but yeah. when it comes out and people talk about how much they love it, it's great. Yeah. Digging it. So, and I'm excited about uh, today's topic. I yeah. People might've already tuned out if they're like, oh, I'm not married or like I'm ticked off at my spouse already, or, you know, I want to be married. I'm not. So Valentine's day bums Mary or whatever. Just hold tight. There's some good news in here for all of us. <laughs> yeah. And, and as well as the seven ways for the guys to romance their wife. And by the way, too, I know a lot of ladies listen to stuff like this so they can like, oh yeah, this is what my husband needs to learn. Killed um, them. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to work both directions, by the way. I am, I am, you know, we're two guys sitting here, so we're going to talk to dudes. Okay? Sure. But I think you'll see pretty quickly uh, when we get down to the list of seven really cool things you can do to romance your spouse, it kind of works both ways. So there you have it. So, <laughs> so what's the, uh, what do you guys do typically on Valentine's? Do you guys, are you, you guys go out to dinner? You guys go see a movie? I mean, do you treat it like a Hallmark holiday? Not a big deal? Well, um, no, I, I don't. I don't know. You know, it's not like TV movie uh, Valentine's Day, you know, rom-com in our house. But I, we usually do something. Yeah, usually we will go uh, a little fancier. We'll go a little nicer. Sure. Um, a little uh, dressed up. A little better meal. Oh, cool. um, try not to do a movie necessarily because then you just sit in silence. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it's not the worst thing. Together. Sometimes we do that on date nights. But uh, um, And like, so right now I just have, I don't even know if Tina knows this, but I have it not, I have the, like the the bulk of the second half of the day blocked out oh, for some cool. stuff I'm kind of working on. And I was kind of thinking of making it a whole day. Oh, fun. So I have the flexibility, you know, in my yeah. schedule sometimes to do that. And she is certainly worth that. Tina and I have been married uh, 35 years already. Dang, that's I know. Old you I know, am. when I started, like, we got married at eight. So I'm not that old, but I mean, but uh, it's a long time ago. And, and I've seen, you know, we need to, we need to put, um, a wedding photo up on the Facebook group because I've seen some of the pictures in. They're pretty crazy. Is it 83? What year was it? Do you it was remember the year? 35 years ago. Yeah, so 83. So. I was born in 83, man. That's yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so That's I could be your father, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a picture of, of your. But anyway, uh, she's the best, and I'm looking forward to it. Actually, that's. Uh, that's so it, when you're hearing this episode, it's just in a couple days. Yeah. Right. So we're recording this a little sooner than that. But and if you hear it after Valentine's Day, um, that's OK. This is stuff you're going to see. This is stuff that's going to just help and be awesome all year long. So, you know, so God has given us uh, each a need to know and to know love and to be known and also for us to be loved. Yep. Maybe we could take a, uh, just a couple minutes and look at the difference between love and romance. Yeah, good to set talk the table. A bit about those. Yeah. yeah. What about the root origin of the word romance? Where does that come from? Well, I'm going to give you the I'm going to give you the both, okay? okay? I'm going to give you love and romance. Um and boy, I'll tell you what, you want to look up definition of love. It's like wide ranging out there. So, for our definition definition of love, okay. I'm going to take it straight from scripture. 
Go for it. I, you know, it's like then you know I I don't always, but <laughs> yeah. But I am gonna today. I think it's it's a beautiful starting place. First John three sixteen. How nice that we have John three sixteen and First John three sixteen. Easy yeah. to remember, right? Great. He says this is how we know what love is. So this is what we're trying to get to the definition. Okay. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Hmm. Wow. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Wow. So key oh, here is love is this laying your life down for someone else. Yeah. I mean, just let that soak in a little bit. I don't want to rush past that too much. This is how we know what love is, that Jesus, and he's saying, if anybody did it really, laid down their life for you. So we ought to do the same. Yeah. So laying down your preferences, your because people say, well, lay down your life. I'd be willing to die. I'll, I'll jump in front of a bullet for my wife. It's like, mm, cool. Hope that never happens. <laughs> Probably won't happen, you yeah. know? Good um, on you. How about laying down your preferences, you know? on the TV show or timing or what we do or when we eat or when we leave or what we go or what we do on vacation, your choices, uh, lay down your time, hmm. your money, uh, you know, like spending money just cause it blesses your wife or your family. And it blesses your wife because of that. Sure. Um, your efforts laying down your, you know, like some effort towards something like get that honey to do this, you know, yeah, exactly. tightened up, right. Your, how about your creativity? So it's not just like, yeah, well we do, we go on dates and we always do the exact same thing. It's boring. You know, yeah. well, get creative, like search up the Googles. There's a million things out there. How about laying down bad habits? Like I know this ticks my wife off, but or my wife, whatever. So we can and get to do this as a way of life as Christians because, see, we're now in Christ. We're one with him, and we've been sacrificially loved by him. So we know what love is. Like, well, I don't know if I've Like, he died for you. Yeah, exactly. So we get to, in turn, do the same for others as a way of glorifying God. And by glorifying, we mean showing others what he's like. That's why we exist. Like, let's show others the true love of Christ when we lay down our preferences, our choices, our time, our money, right? All that's like yeah. we laid out. So now our wives would definitely fall into that category of a sister, you know, in that verse, right? Sure. So it says, you know, right to, uh, we ought to lay down our lives for brothers and sisters, but she would be a very, very special sister. Sure. <laughs> and one that we also get to not only love and lay our life down for, but to romance and have romance with. Hmm. So, Here's a definition of romance. And I, there was a few out there, but they were all kind of around this one, so I grabbed this one. Sure. It says, a feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love. Huh. Cool. That's cool. It is the cool. The mysterious side of it? Yeah. Like excitement, kind of, I'm kind of stoked about it, and then yeah. a little mysterious, I'm not sure. It's like, I would love if Tina only sees on the calendar a big, huge block for Valentine's Day. Yeah. And she's a little excited, a little mysterious. Like, I don't know. I'll, you'll see what happens, right? Yeah. See, it's pretty cool, right? That's cool, man. Yeah. So um, a lot of times you can see the difference. There's this glaring difference, actually, between what the Bible teaches is actual true love and what romance is. What about the idea of falling in love with somebody, which is often tied together with the concept of romance? Yeah, this, I like to, I want to be in love, or I don't feel like I'm in love anymore, right? Sure. So oftentimes, romances were relationships or relate romantic relationships <laughs> begin with this awesome sense of falling in love which mm. can be pretty intoxicating this act of sort of quote-unquote falling in love produces actually like this is true it produces a chemical explosion in our brain similar to that experience with certain drug use really huh yeah science teaches us that when we're falling in love with someone like becoming infatuated that way our brain gets flooded with adrenaline and dopamine and serotonins which oh, are wow. all those feel-good chemicals <laughs> that our body can produce yeah and other things can produce them but when you're falling in love you kind of get this mega dose of all of them sure. which causes us to want to return to the source of that awesome feeling right so you start to feel bonded and like i just think of her all day yeah because she because I was freaking going nuts with adrenaline and dopamine and serotonin, and, and it feels great. <laughs> like a drug yeah. high, yeah. Yeah. But because this feels so good, 
we can also become addicted to romance or that initial sort of, you know, boom of falling sure. in love. And, be, and, um, and sometimes we think that that's what we should, that's what our whole marriage should feel like. Hmm. And it could be sustained for our entire relationship. And so often we end up feasting on like what is often called to, I, I use this term, emotional porn, such as, you know, like sexy romance novels yep. or like binging out on rom-coms, you know, romantic comedies yep. or watching super sexually themed TV shows. And that, that all just sort of sets us up for unreal, unrealistic expectations in our real life, in our ongoing marriages and relationships. Sure. And I've read some researchers who estimate that the human brain can only sustain that, that type of intense love, like in love kind of feeling for about two years at the most. Hmm. Hopefully then by that time, a couple has worked on deepening their love and their respect and their commitment during that time. So that when the intense feelings of being in love taper off, then a deeper love and a lifelong romance kicks in and starts to take that's its place. Sure. Okay. Now side note for those addicted to romance, this tapering off often signals to them it's, well, it's time to find another person who will induce the same euphoria hmm. it's like that you know song like i don't know who originally did it but i think i can hear it in my head elvis you lost that love and fear <laughs> i think it was maybe the righteous brothers first then elvis or whatever it's like yeah you may have lost that loving feeling get to work on it you know like that's what romance kicks in like bring some mystery and excitement back into your relationship wow <laughs> and you were right about the righteous brothers by the way was i yeah. okay well thanks well done appreciate man. that yeah. So are we hardwired for romance? Because it seems like throughout Scripture, we can see God romancing and even pursuing us. Yeah. Uh, maybe we could go through some of the examples of him doing so in Scripture. Wow, there's a ton. I'm not going to take a crazy amount of time, but you're absolutely right. There, that, there, there is this. In fact, there's a book that I love. I don't, have you ever read the book by Gene Edwards called Divine Romance? No. It's kind of, of it. a Christian classic. I mean, huh. I think he's still alive, but it's, I mean, it's within our lifetimes. And it takes a wide look and a walk through kind of the whole Bible in narrative form, but it paints the entire story of God and his creation and his interaction with mankind as a divine romance happening. Huh. And it is beautiful, man. It is super well-written, and it is beautiful. Wow. That's why it's a classic. And I think in Scripture, we see God's pursuit of us, like you said already, all over and over. Right from the beginning, we see God's walking in the cool of the day with Adam and Eve. Um, it says that he joined them in a committed relationship between the t three of them, hmm. right? Taught them how to live life in the best possible way. When they sin against God even, and they're hiding and blaming each other, God goes looking for them, pursuing them. Where are you? And we see God's continual pursuit of Israel and actually all of mankind throughout all of the Bible, just over huh. and over. And I think, I mean, I'd be remiss to not to bring the obvious up. We definitely see the sacrificial pursuit and love of God that was laid down in the life you know, in death and resurrection of Jesus. Sure. Okay. And it's not a dopamine sort of infatuated in the moment kind of love that Jesus had. It's a deeper, mysterious pursuit of us where we're overwhelmed that the God of the universe loves and patiently pursues us our entire lives. So even after we say, well, I'm already a Christian, guess what? God's still pursuing you in depth. He's still pursuing you that you would know his love and love deeper. Sure. That you would, that the mystery of who he is and, and, and the depth of grace. Oh, it's scandalous. Like even I act this way and God still loves me. Like all that stuff. And you go like, oh, I, man, I want to be that way with my wife. I want Tina to feel like even when this happens or when she forgets to do that or like it hurts me or whatever, it's like, and he still loves me like yeah. fully and lays his life down for me. I mean, that's what's going on all throughout scripture. And we see that. And again, it, that becomes our model. 
Hmm. Like not because we're supposed to, or we have to, and yeah. God won't love us if we don't, but because he already loves us perfectly. His pursuit never ends. And by the way, too, there's a book by Tim Keller called The Meaning of Marriage. And I'll yeah. put both these books in the show notes, but The Meaning of Marriage by Tim Keller really will help get to a deeper understanding of love and romance and why God gave us marriage as this most beautiful display of the gospel and his love for us. It's powerful. It's cool. Um, I give, I give it out a lot. Like when I'm doing premarital counseling, I'll like assign it. Sure. My kids have read it and like, dad, holy cow, you know, no offense. A whole lot of this wasn't displayed in the household when we were kids. I'm like, <laughs> I know there's so much good stuff in there. You know, you know, what we'll do for whoever shares this uh, podcast through Facebook on the Facebook group. We'll give away a free copy of it and we'll mail it to him. So we'll pick one person who decides to share this podcast and we'll give them a copy of The Meaning of Marriage by Tim Keller. All right. How are you going to know when they share it? It shows us on our on our account. Oh, yeah, so. okay. So we'll give away... Giving away one copy of The Meaning of Marriage. Get so, in there. Share the episode. Appreciate it. All right. It, let's man. talk about those who might be feeling a little left out, the singles, the widows. Uh, we, we, we want this episode to connect easily with married folks, but what thoughts would you have for people who are not in a marriage and sometimes actually find it hard to hear about these sorts of conversations? Yeah, I know. Sometimes it just kind of feels like it's like, a reminder of something I don't yet have or really desire. Yeah, and I exactly. get it. And I have many friends who, you know, are not married and some of the wannabe, some don't, and some who are waiting to be married and all that. So sure. I want to, I want to say that your worth does not lie in your relationship status. Hmm. That's good, man. I know the world says it a lot, like, yep. you know, like not like maybe exactly in those ways, but it like, it's such so as broadcast, just watch TV, like look at everything, even how we talk about it. Um, we, we've looked at, we've looked at this before, you know, and talked about it. Yep. Your worth is found not in your relational status, but it's found in Christ alone. Just mm-hmm. go read Ephesians 2, 4 to 7. Just read that over and over. Every person's priceless in the eyes of God. He loves us. He yeah. loves you. He loves you deeply. And that'll never change based on your relational status. Hmm. So often we attach value to our perceived desirability. We start to think like, oh, well, if I can't, you know, if, I, if I'm not desirable enough for, you know, a spouse then maybe God sees me that way or sure. whatever, right? We do that. And that often changes depending on whether we're in a romantic relationship at the time or not. But in the eyes of God, you're always and consistently worth more than precious jewels. Mm-hmm. In fact, you were worth enough that he would die for you. Amazing, that the Father man. would send the Son to die for you, right? So yeah. I just I just want to remind you, listening to that. And so it's it's okay to still desire. I want to have romance in my life. Sure. But, but please don't let it don't let it speak into your identity and your worth and your value to God and to everybody else. That actually reminds me of an episode we did a while back with Cutter Calloway as a special guest. As we talked about what it means to redefine actually the value of marriage and singleness as Christians. Yeah. So that if that's one that I would encourage you guys to go back and listen to, it's episode 170 uh, Man, on redefining he the He had some brilliant stuff in there about how we talk about marriage and, and the church talks about it and Christians talk about it and how it sort of devalues singles yet and everybody starts out singles so i mean it's just it was it's brilliant good. yeah it's yeah. really great it's what was the episode number again episode number 170 great all right hey caesar with, with uh, valentine's day right around the corner let's get to some super practical ways that husbands can lovingly pursue and romance their wives mm-hmm. and maybe this is good for the whole year long not just for yeah. one uh, hallmark holiday and this also works as well for the wives to love their husbands as, yep. as backwards yeah. yep you're absolutely right it goes both ways it's good all year so i'll give you some stuff that's great you can do this I mean, if you want to kick in on some of this on Valentine's Day, you yeah, go for that, two right? days. But it really is about ways to romance your wife 
all the time, or maybe to start to rekindle an old spark. Now, before I give you these, okay, these seven ways, um, disclaimer about my own performance here. I, you know, we talk about stuff like, oh, we're experts, you know, we know everything about everything. Um, I can grow in the area of romancing my wife. Yeah, me too, man. You know, and I absolutely can. And I want to, and I am, uh, I mean, from, from before to now and compared to like my folks and my upbringing, yet God's been gracious to both of us to, sure. to, to have a lot more love and romance in our marriage. But I just want a disclaimer about this. And honey, if you're listening, uh, let all these be true of me for you <laughs> and you for me. Okay. Yeah. So here's seven ways we can kind of keep that flame alive and romance your wife. Okay. okay. And I want to just give a shout out to, uh, to all pro dads. It's a great post, uh, blog post site, blog site, uh, for some of these tips. Okay. They were great. Cool. Super helpful. So here's the first one. Um, Learn her language of love and then use it every day. Learn your wife's language of love, her love language. Um, go and read Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts by Gary Chapman. Yep. It is. We I just mean, talked sold. about this this week. Yeah, you and I. Yeah, it's a trillion copies sold for a good reason. Let me give you the five love languages, okay? Like we all receive love in different ways real quick, but he, sure. he will completely dig into all these with you. One is gifts, like receiving of gifts. People feel love. Uh, quality time spent together. Some people, that's their love language. Yep. Others, it's words of affirmation. That's mine. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think mine too. Uh, acts of service. That's another one. Like when you serve that person, they really feel loved. That's my wife's. Um, physical touch. Like just physical touch yeah. and a physical affection. That's their love language. That was my mom's. Um, so figure out what you can do to become fluent in your wife's love language and then use what you've learned every day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Second one. Date your wife. Okay. You know, have you taken your wife on a proper romantic date lately? Hmm. You know, have you, and if you were to ask her out like on a date today, would she be excited and say yes? Would she be like shocked? <laughs> you mm. know, would she want to? Yeah. Okay. You must have been pretty good at this at one time or she wouldn't have married you guys. <laughs> so why stop? Right. Don't stop. Um, one date at a month minimum, I want to suggest. Okay. Yep. Um, and you know, it's a, well, babysitting stuff. Hey, if you have one other friend with kids, then just, and we know a lot of people done this, swap out. Yeah. Just swap out some babysitting. Um, use your imagination. Get creative. Make it a little special. Uh, don't worry about like, oh, it's perfect. Whatever. Just be wacky and throw yourself into it. She will love it. Hey, let's okay. jump into uh, episode 108. You're like, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Was how to plan awesome dates with your spouse. So episode 108, if you need some, some killer ideas. Yeah, great. You can Google it or just go to our site and dig around. Great. Uh, third one, compliment your wife today and every day like daily compliments. Hmm. It's always easier to see the bad in people than good. And, you know, most of us are just natural judgers. Sure. <laughs> like we're just kind of always in judgmental mode and it leaks out. So it's easy to speak up when your wife's doing something wrong, but most of us don't think to offer praise when she's on her game. Yep. So daily compliments help you focus on the positive things that you like about her and shows her that you're noticing and that you care. Yeah. Every day, give your partner at least one genuine compliment. They can be general, like, wow, you're fun to be with her. That was really fun doing that together. Or something more specific, like, I appreciate that you were on time when we left today. Yeah. Right? You know, one of the things that we talked about, uh, Kathleen and I were over the other night, and you said it's a little cheese ball, but if you're not, like, the encourager in that rhythm, like, don't think it's below yourself to put it in your calendar. Like, pop it in your iPhone, and, like, 5.15 when you get home... Or as you're driving home, remind you to think of a compliment. Remind, walk get home. in the door and compliment your wife on yeah. something. Yeah, that smells yeah. great. You look yeah, great pop today. It in the, yeah. Pop in the calendar Thanks if you have to. Thanks for having the kids clean up the toys, you know, right? Yep. Just until it becomes a habit, right? Don't, yeah. don't worry about it. Like, well, that seems mechanical. Hey, better than not doing it until sure. it becomes a habit, right? Uh, fourth one. This one's going to poke a few people in the chest a little bit. All right. Take care of yourself. 
This hmm. is how you romance your wife. Take care of yourself. Like check the scales once in a while. Think about how you dress around your wife. Throw away cigarettes, at, you know, or other overindulgences in your life. Like sure. that bugger, like, you know, it's not healthy and she's wondering if you're going to be alive or whatever. Start to get some regular exercise. Don't be a slob all the time. You know, like when she sees you, does she take a second look hmm. or does she look away? You know, like I'm thinking about now, like my wife hates my mustache, but everybody else in life loves it. I'm like, oh, I'm really convicted. She's, she gets like double, triple vote for sure, but like she's been outvoted, but you know, and I'm feeling convicted. Um, does the way you represent yourself tell your wife that you want her to be attracted to you huh. or do you take all that for granted? So take care of yourself yeah. and she'll notice, she'll notice that. That's good, man. Number my, five. uh, my wife, my, uh, my daughter's Kristen, her husband, Daniel, um, he always dresses great. Even if he's, he's, he's got a yeah, jeans and t-shirt on, you're like, but man, it's spanking, it's tight, yeah, got cool shoes good. with it, your hair's always like, bing, right, yeah. you know? That guy lives on point, you know what Yeah, I mean? he does. And I know it's 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 primarily for Kristen, it's great. You know? Yeah, it's cool. Five, uh, say I love you and say it often. Hmm. The number one sort of wrong attitude, misnomer, believed by unromantic men is like, well, I shouldn't have to say I love her. She should know it. You know, I told her at the altar, you know, wrong, <laughs> eh, you know, yeah. right? Like First Peter 3, 7 says, husbands, Live with your wives in an understanding way. And wow. today, I want you to understand and believe that she needs to hear it from you often. Yeah. How about, how about an I love you phone call once in a while? I just, that's all, honey. Just call to tell you that. Boom. Hmm. Going to blow her mind. Or a text. Or a simple card you slip into her purse. You know, who knows when she'll see it. But when she does, man, she's going to love it. Or maybe a little midweek lunch date. Or flowers with a little I love you card delivered to her office. Super, right? Yeah. Tell you what. Your wives will never get tired of hearing that you love her. And she needs to hear it often. Sure. So while you're at it, tell her that she's beautiful. That little bonus, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we all love that. Number six, be a gentleman and be kind. Okay? Mm. Gentlemen are courteous. They're respectful. They're well-mannered. They're faithful. They're generous. They're modest and charming. Stand up when your wife leaves the table. Seems corny? I don't know, right? Pull yeah. the chair out for her. How about that? Um, one of my mentors, Pastor Johnny Jenkins, his wife Ruth, are so dear in our life. Um, he, I've never, we've been out to dinner with them a gazillion times, okay? okay. Very close in our lives. I've never seen Johnny not pull out the chair for Ruth. Really? Yeah. Wow. I've, he's always done it. And sometimes, you know, it's kind of awkward and it's hard. Yeah. It's almost unnecessary. Nope. No, not for Johnny and not for Ruth. They just, he's always done it. And like, we'd go out and I'm like, oh, I guess I should do it too. And it, it looks <laughs> like, well, you're bad. only doing it because he did it, like, but it's still better. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's right? cool. So do you still open a car door for your wife? Or, yeah. you know, bring her a cup of tea once in a while or wash your car. I tell yeah. you what, Tina does that for me all the time. It's like, I washed your car today and filled it up with gas. Like, oh, like it's so the cool. best, right? Um, deliver an unexpected embrace, you know, come up behind and hug her. I remember one time Tina says, I love when you hug me in public. Or I love huh. when you like rubbed my hair and like touched my neck in front of some other people. Today. You know, it's just little yeah, things, right? Little things, yeah. Foot rub, maybe some candles you light for dinner. Why are you doing that? I don't know, honey. It's just felt romantic tonight, hmm. right? So you want romance? Be a gentleman. Be Mr. Kindness. Okay, you get the yeah, picture. absolutely. And then seventh, the seventh tip here or thing is spend some uninterrupted time together. Hmm. Uninterrupted being the key word there. Um you know, there's only 160 hour, 168 hours in each week. Every week comes around, bing, 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 right? That number never changes. Sure. Um, the amount of time we offer our relationship with our wife will act like a vote as to how much we value her and back up our words when we say, well, I say I love you. Yeah, but, yeah, but man, you, I never have any time with you that's not like 10 other things going on. Or your phone is in your hand. Big one, yeah, big always. one. Yep. Thank God for what's it called, phone time now app or whatever. Yeah. It tells you how many hours and all yeah, that. Screen time. And I won't name any names, but people very close to us and our family, you know, on mission together, uh, 
there's some people really bearing down on their spouse to go like, you got to get your phone out of your hand. Yeah. You know, it's so romance, like anything else worthwhile is worth the investment of our time, you know, and attention and and uninterrupted attention. So also I suggest spend some time each week or ideally daily praying together with your wife. Hmm. I know it seems hard and sometimes it's a tough rhythm to get into at least weekly, but if you can do it more often than that's awesome. You know, when's the last time you did that? Yeah. You know, it shows your love for her and your family, because often that's what you're praying for together, and it nurtures a deeper level of care that I'm going to tell you will prime her heart and your relationship for other types and forms of romance and closeness. Yeah, you know, it's uh, one thing we've started doing that actually got the recommendation from you is uh, putting the iPhone, the audiobook at nighttime as you go to bed. Yeah. Just listening to a chapter, lights off. Tina just asked me that again. Can we start like setting that, you know, the clock yeah. and like even if the show's on whatever, like let's just start listening to a book and yeah. go to I bed at nine fifteen, turn loves, the phone on. So see, good reminder. Appreciate that coming back like a boomerang, brother. <laughs> <laughs> if we haven't given you enough already, we're gonna keep giving you more with the big three. These are the big three takeaways we want you to leave with from the episode. So if you haven't had a chance to to write it down as we were talking, uh, you can go get this for free. It's beautifully written out for you, ready to print. All you got to do is go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three right now. Caesar, what are the big three for this week? Okay, big three are, first off, God never stopped and never stops pursuing us in relationship. Yeah. And in the same way, let the love that you've received from Christ lead you to pursue your God-given lifelong mate, hmm. partner. Let the grace that you continually show your wife, lead her to love you more and see God at work in and through you. It's great. It's beautiful, right? Yeah, it is, man. Um, Secondly, romantic love is the long-term deepest kind of love. Putting intentionality and effort into romancing your wife over the course of your lives together and maintaining a deep romantic connection, it's the best way to safeguard your marriage against future crisis and periods of coldness and distance and all that. So how you spend your time will either show your wife that you love her and value her or it'll broadcast that you don't care that much about her and take her and your marriage for granted. Hmm. So invest in that long-term romantic type of love. Yep, that's good. Uh, Third, it's never a bad idea to start with, I'm sorry. Hmm. I'm sorry, honey. You know, if it's been a long time since you've really showed your wife that you love her or spent any meaningful effort romancing and pursuing her heart, it's never too late to get started or restarted. Begin with an apology and then do something unexpected. So, you know, I'm sorry, honey. I have not focused much on our marriage lately and romance. And I love you so much. And then show her, you know, mm. do something unexpected. Plan something. Compliment her today. Tell her you love her and why you love her. Yeah. Uh, plan out a date night and surprise her that all the details have been worked out. Learn your wife's love language and consider reading that book, The Five Love Languages, together. It's, it's a great read. It'll, mm. it'll really do wonders for, for your relationship. She'll love it, and she'll love you for pursuing her this way. That's good. Thank you for the big three yep. this week, and then all the other free stuff you've given away. Lots of helpful stuff. Cool. I hope so, man. Again, if Convicting. you want... Convicting. Yeah. yeah, so much. <laughs> Tell me about it, yeah. If you want the big three for this week, you get it by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Uh, if you haven't yet been on iTunes, we love uh, five stars and good reviews. And So head over to <laughs> or iTunes. Or four and a half. So. <laughs> yeah, if you could do the half. Uh, head on iTunes. Give us a great review. We'll read it on the show. And uh, it also helps get the, the, this show out to more people that we would never know how to get it to. And so Beautiful. Uh, the other thing is Facebook group. Um, if you haven't joined that and you're on Facebook, go into the search bar, type in Life School Podcast. We'll approve you to the group. 
We have discussions with every episode. People are free to ask questions. I, I see people engaging one another. You can throw out like... Great advice. Oh, it's amazing. Sometimes the best stuff's there. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to admit it. And yeah. now there's a couple guys that are going in and like taking the big three and creating their own big three okay. and commenting. It's really cool. cool. So uh, we're giving away, again... Um, Copy of The Meaning of Marriage. Meaning of Marriage by Tim Keller. If you share this episode once we post it in the group... I'll give you a so share the post in the in the Facebook group. Yep, yep. and we'll Beautiful. pick one person who shared it and give them a, a free copy of that book. What's up next week? Hey, next week we're going to talk about how to embrace cultural and ethnic diversity in a missional community. Because if a community looks and sounds and smells all like one flavor, it just doesn't represent the family of God well. Hmm. Or does it? Ooh. All right. Join us next week for that. For more information, you can go to one two three lifeschool dot com forward slash podcast. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not.